Joseph Mooney, MP for Southland, part of our political panel, each Monday here on the program. G'day, Joseph. How's things? Hi, good morning. Yeah, very good, very good. Good song, too. Yeah, they've got some good ones, but they've got some shockers, and um, I'm glad to see you like the choice. Like, it's a bit of a pick-a-mix as to what a push on here sometimes, so can't really do much about that. Hey, um, where do we find you today? What's happening? Oh, I'm in uh, Queenstown today, out in the, out in the hills, um, getting a few things sorted at the moment. But, uh, yeah, no, it's... it's um, like similar, similar to where you are, I guess there's, there's not a lot of rain. Very dry. I went for a drive around the province or part of the province on Saturday and, uh, yeah, just so late in the season. And like we keep talking about as well, it's like the perfect storm with Omicron and the works, for example, spaces at a premium and just people trying to look at their feed supplies going into the winter now. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's been, a, been quite dry lately. And um, just a bit of that, uh, that rain they've got in Auckland at the moment. Not not all of it. They sound like they've got too much, but uh, if they could send a bit down this way, that'd be good. Yeah, well, Northland, that was dry. Grant McCallum put a thing on Facebook. He's got 125 mils, so hopefully it doesn't run off and turn into a flood. goes the other extreme when you get that yeah. much. Yeah, that's a challenge, eh? It's hard to get the weather just right. <laughs> it's always one thing or the other. Hey, Joe, said so this afternoon Labor's going to come out with their announcement, or the government, with their announcement regarding the future of vaccine passports, etc. Um, what are you anticipating? Oh, look... It's, it's difficult to know exactly what they're going to do because they've they've been quite reactive lately. Um, you know, after one Kentar poll which put National ahead of Labor, they suddenly um, now they're going to open the borders um, and let people back in the country. And then on Friday night, they just quietly put something on the on the web, um, you know, indicating that um, uh, unvaccinated New Zealanders citizens would be able to come back into the country without having to quarantine. Um, so, you know, we're sort of in an odd, odd position at the moment where if you're unvaccinated, you're, you can come back to New Zealand, but you can't go and get, get a haircut. Um, so they're going to have to speed that up. And, you know, I, I suspect they'll be looking very carefully at the polling and trying to determine, um, you know, how to win their way through it and not lose faith. Yes, so it's the most open and transparent government. They were the words Jacinda Ardern when they did their election stuff back in 2017, or the words she went by. Releasing yep. something Friday night last thing as big as this, it's not really being up front, though, is it? Oh, it, it isn't. It? It's not when they have these 1 p.m. you know press briefings, but they they didn't do any press releases. They didn't um, they didn't have any minister announcements, and they did it at the end of a three week sitting block. So so these are these are if you do it. If you announce something while Parliament's sitting, then they know they're going to get asked questions in the House, and then the media will give it more attention. So it was quite deliberate the way they did it, just to try and you know slip under the radar as much as possible. But it's uh, it, it's quite significant, and it, and it just it it calls into question the whole traffic life framework that they've now got. You know, and, and we're certainly saying you know it's, it's time to wind this all down, um, phase out vaccine mandates. Um, you know, uh, the traffic light framework should go once the borders open. Doesn't make sense anymore. Um, you know, it's, uh, let's just get back to normal. The problem is by doing this announcement, they're just confusing things even more because that's just how it's been for the last six weeks as we try and comprehend the traffic light system. And a lot of people still haven't really comprehend understood it. Sorry, and you can you, you get that too. Oh look, you know, I, I had um, <clears throat> I had COVID myself. Uh, just last week, yes, sure and, you know, and it, cha- it changed. It went from just while I was while I was you know going through. It was like you had to, you had to isolate for ten days, and it got changed to seven days. And then the rules have changed again. I think we, you know, 
if you've had it but there's someone else in your family then or in your close bubble then gets it, you don't even have to keep isolating. But the rules keep on changing and it's frankly tough to keep up. I think the concerning thing for me personally is this massive MIQ bill that's gone through. People have been, they've got the uh, bill for it, but whether they actually come through and stump up with the funds is another matter, and it comes to quite a substantial amount of money. Yeah, well, that's, that's one of the many questions the government's got to answer, right? <laughs> they've, they've, uh, it's, they've, they've been very, very reactive, and it seems they've been basing a lot of their decisions on, on the polling that they're doing. Um, but, you know, at some point they've just got to do the right thing. And I certainly hope today that we see them, you know, start making moves in that direction. Yeah, it's fascinating what changes the poll brings. A bit of a change of tack now, Joseph. Obviously what's happening over with Russia, the Ukraine at the moment, there's going to be a massive flow-on effect for everybody around the world, especially food producers, isn't there? Oh, there is. And, and look, I reckon the last two years has, has just outlined how important food production is uh, for the New Zealand economy, you know, for our own food security. But this is just going to accelerate that um, because, you know, we've coming into this, we already had three-decade inflationary highs, which is impacting on the price of food, rent, you know, um, energy, pretty much everything you can think of. Uh, but this, this Russia-Ukraine scenario is massive because, I mean, that region produces about 30% of the world's wheat crops. Uh, at the moment, they can't get the wheat out. I was listening to an interview the other day with a Ukrainian son who can't get out and um, work on his fields. So that, you know, that potentially is going to have a flow-on effect for what their crop um, production is going to be, and they're already looking at, you know, um, limiting the amount of um, food they can send out. And that's going to flow onto the, the price of food right across the world, and including New Zealand. And New Zealand, you know, we get a lot of our milling wheat out of Australia. Yes. But now that, that Australian wheat is now becoming, you know, the price is going up because other people need to get it from there because they can't get it from Ukraine. Um, so I think we need to be thinking quite seriously about food security. Uh, and, you know, we are fortunate that we are, you know, food producers. But, um, look, if there's any, ever a time to focus on looking after our food producers, that time is now. It's like if you're in the building trade, you can get a hold of jib, you stockpile that for as long as you can because it's such a sought-after commodity at the moment. And like you say, likes of willing meat, I didn't, sorry, milling wheat, I'll get that right. Um, yeah, it's one of those things. It's just something else on top of everything else at the moment, isn't it, that uh, we're having to contend with? Yeah, it is. It is, and um, you know, it's, it's these other countries have been looking at this already. Like you know, China, for example, has got about twenty percent of the world's population, but they've they've uh, collected about fifty percent of the world's um, uh, wheat. I understand. Um, so that you know, they've been obviously. This was before the Ukraine-Russian um, crisis. So they've they've been looking at. Um, you know, making sure they've got food security sorted, and I think New Zealand should certainly be, you know, thinking about that as well. Yeah, absolutely. It's something we need to consider going forward. Uh, just finally, Joseph, what's on the agenda for the week for you? You got a busy one lined up? Oh, I do, mate. I'm, I'm going to be all over the all over the place actually. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's going to be going to be a busy old week. But uh, I mean, one one thing it won't be in the in the electorate, but I'll be uh, shooting up to Auckland to uh, check out Rocket Lab. For my for my um sins, I'm um, <laughs> I'm a spokesperson for space among other things, and which is something I'm actually stoked about because I've got a, a couple of decade long interest in space, and I think it's because uh, it's, it's you know got a huge potential for uh, our economy and you know including in our in our region and sort of solving a lot of these issues about getting good data that we can you know then inform um, you know people on the ground decisions they need to make. 
So, but I'll be going checking out um, what they're doing there. A good southern boy who's, who's uh, made good. Yeah, absolutely, and, Jason. And great absolutely well said. Joseph Moody, MP for Southland. Thanks for your time this afternoon on the muster. Uh, likewise. Great chat.